welcome to the village of Samti. Come on in, take a seat, and let's eat. I am your host, Cassandra Corbin Blake, and I have a special guest today. My goddaughter, Eleanor Jackson Stewart, is here. Say hi to the village. Hello. <laughs> Eleanor and I met um, about 12 years about ago. 12 years ago. About 12 years yeah. ago. Tell, let's tell the people, uh, those that are listening in the village today, why, how did we meet? So I had started going to Fulton Missionary Baptist Church, and I went to a Sunday school class. And you were teaching that class. You told me the story of Naomi and Ruth, and I was like, huh, I could use a Naomi in my life. And then after class, I walked up to you, and I was like, can you be my Naomi? Yes. <laughs> and that I thought to myself, wow. If this girl had the guts to walk up to me and just point blank after hearing the story on Naomi and Ruth and say, can you be my Naomi? I said, how can I refuse? I thought that was so bold because you didn't know me. Mm -hmm. You had just been in the class for sure, but I didn't know you from Adam. Right. Uh, so how, how, how did that come about that you got the courage to do that? I feel like I was in, uh, I guess, such a place where I was longing for God. You were talking about God and teaching about God. And I was like, okay, how do I get this God that she's talking about? Because you were talking about him in such a way that, like, I love this God. I'm like, I want that love for God, too. And then you told him the story. I was like, okay, so if I can walk alongside her like Ruth did with Naomi, maybe I can get that God, too. Oh, wow, wow. And I remember that day like it was yesterday when you came up and, and my eyes bucked because I was like, wow, this is, this is courage here. So I felt like I, I said, yes, I, I, without hesitation, I said, yes. And I think we exchanged phone numbers mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. day. And from that day to this, we have been connected. Mm -hmm. I know in the Bible, it says that the older women should teach the younger women. And for you at that point, when I came into your life, I was an older woman, you being a younger woman. Do you think that's important for young women? I feel like it is because if it's somebody that's my age, like my, what I was struggling with at that time was I couldn't find anyone or nobody appeared to be a Christian that was my age. Everybody was living life, like partying and doing all this stuff that I had stopped doing. I was mm -hmm. trying to move away from doing. So how could they be able to walk alongside me and help me with that if they hadn't moved from those things? Oh, that's, that's great because... You know, that, that's another thing that young people your age, for you to realize that, that you couldn't remain, you would remain the same or you would be pulled back into that lifestyle mm -hmm. by hanging with the people who were still doing that. And a lot of people your age were still doing that. And you wanted, you, you had such a desire for God to know mm -hmm. him. And so we connected and it was a, a real adventure, wasn't it? It was. <laughs> we were together. Yeah, yeah. We were together like all the time. You know, mm -hmm. we cooked together. You had. I still got a picture with you with an apron on in my kitchen yes. cooking. Spent the night over here. I went to the hospital. What would I do? Call you and what would I say? Meet me at the hospital. We going to visit so and so. I'm like, okay, here I come. <laughs> so it was like, and then when you where you had struggles, we read books. We got into the scripture about those struggles. And one thing about it, if you'll remember, I never said don't do this and don't do that. 
or God don't like this or beat you over the head with a ruler or, or with meanness, you know, change this, change that. But something started happening after you got into the word of God. What started happening for you? I feel like it, because I know I used to wear really short dresses. Mm -hmm. We used to wear things that were inappropriate, and we read through, I want to say, purpose-driven life. We read through the truth about sex. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even realize, like, in my past that, like, things like having sex was a sin, doing these things was a sin, and but you weren't beating me over the head right. with it. Right. And it's like, as I was walking alongside you and getting into the Word, I learned, I, I felt the Holy Spirit inside of me changing me, and I no longer wanted to dress a certain way or go to certain places. I would be uncomfortable going to the club mm -hmm. and getting drunk or going over here and doing this. It, mm -hmm. It's like I didn't have the same comfort level because God was working on changing me. Amen, amen. And that's what we have to know as Christians and as older women whom we are mentoring younger women, that we have to allow the Holy Spirit to change. We can't change anything. We just have to draw them with love, help them with their struggles. And do you remember when we had a scripture for profanity? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sometimes you'd be talking to me and something would just jump out of your mouth. I ain't gonna say what it was, but something would jump out. Yeah. And, and we were just led. And so I said, we need a scripture for that, don't we? Mm -hmm. So what happened to that when you started putting that scripture in there and saying that scripture as that, that struggle would come up? Mm -hmm. It's like slowly but surely, those four-letter words and those other words that I would say, <laughs> slowly but surely they start falling off or I would catch myself and be like, oh, okay, let me, let, me, let me say something else and pray for that. It's like I had to relearn how to communicate without using those words. And I would... It's almost like the Holy Spirit would instantly convict me. Yeah, yeah. And, it's like, and okay. that scripture, I think, yeah. uh, about communication. It's about filthy communication. Yeah, um, corrupts good, good yeah. character. Yes, yes. Filthy communication corrupts good character. I still and remember. And bad company corrupts yeah. good character. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so the scripture, and, 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 and that's what uh, a lot of times we don't understand about the word of God. The word of God, if you get into the word of God and you really use it, use the word it creates something mm -hmm. and it creates something new mm -hmm. just like when god created the world he stood up there and he said let there be this let there be that he mm -hmm. he created stuff with words and when you get into the word the word creates a new creature mm -hmm. over time i saw a caterpillar change into a butterfly i saw that before my very eyes and to this day nobody can tell me that god can't change a person because mm -hmm. i saw you evolve and I saw and I saw our relationship become just like Naomi and Ruth because I never I don't have a daughter. Mm -hmm. I have a granddaughter. I have two granddaughters. But I saw that relationship become like blood. Mm -hmm. You know, uh any any time you were you were back, you bought a house and who did you call? Right. I was like saying, which house do I need? <laughs> I was at like, work. I was like, saying, oh, I got this one again. You said I got it. Five minutes, and I need to know which house. I'm like, oh, my God. Let me step outside of work, and let me see. Now, let's talk this over for a minute. Let's get this. And so we talked it over, and we, we discussed it. And I said, I think you ought to go for this one. And so you did. And and do you think and it was, and it was the right decision? It was the right decision. But I noticed that at many junctures in your life, mm -hmm. you have still looked to me. And there was a time that you were in the nest, and I was the mama bird. And you didn't want to get out the nest. Mm -hmm. And what did I say to you? Like, you, you got to fly. You, you got to go. Fly. Yeah. You, 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 you can do it. Yeah. 
And I said that I would be a distance away, watching in the background. And I would swoop down if I need to, but you're ready. Yeah. But that was the part detaching, not from you totally, but mm -hmm. allowing you the space to grow, mm -hmm. to get out and flat out the nest. Mm -hmm. Because it was just like a parent and a child. Right. And you had become connected. And then when it came time to fly, you didn't, you didn't know that you had those wings, mm -hmm. those mm -hmm. beautiful butterfly wings. Mm -hmm. And you were ready to fly. But, but for you, at your age, if you look back over that connection, we were together for a lot. We mm -hmm. were together a lot. Mm -hmm. We went to the hospital together. We, you came over. We went to church together. We talked over things. Went to concerts together. Went to concerts together. Sure did. You, you, and you took me to get my eyebrows th threaded mm -hmm. for the first time, and I never stopped getting them threaded <laughs> because. <laughs> We went, and you said to me, I, and I, I started calling her L, but I said, you said, you know, have you ever had your eyebrows threaded? I said, no. I said, does it hurt? You know, that's my next question on everything. Does it hurt? You see, it hurts a little bit. Girl, I went and my toes stood up, and tears was rolling down my face, but after they did it, I've been going ever since to that mm -hmm. same place that you showed me. So it was, it was like you thought that you were coming to me mm -hmm. for help. That you were coming to me because you needed me, mm -hmm. but I needed you more than you needed me, and you didn't even realize I needed you mm -hmm. in my life. Yeah. You have been a spark in my life. You're like another child, and even today, as my kids came over and, and you came, and I told them this is my other daughter. You know, this is mm -hmm. Elle, and you know because I didn't birth you, but I feel like I did mm -hmm. because I spiritually birthed you. You came through the birth canal, my birth canal, spiritually, mm -hmm. and I pushed you out. <laughs> and, I <laughs> and I pushed you out, and I saw this beautiful creation that God had done. But the thing for me, Elle, is that people have to be willing to invest in other people. Mm -hmm. It's an investment of time. It's an investment of energy. And I remember a question you asked me after all this was, uh, we had done all this, you said, if you knew everything that you know now about me, would you have done this again? <laughs> and I said, oh, Lord. I said, let me think on that one. No. I said, yeah, I would have done it. Because mm -hmm. for you to come up to me who you didn't know, to have that courage, to know that you needed somebody, mm -hmm. and you needed somebody mature in the faith. And that's what a lot of young women and young men don't understand. You need somebody mature in the faith to mm -hmm. walk with right. because they can help you but they have to know how to help you they have to know that they're not the holy spirit mm -hmm. and they don't go around judging and hitting you over the head and making you do this and making you do that you a list of rules right rules and regulations yeah. Yeah. but just walking beside you with love and saying if you have a struggle let, let's talk about mm -hmm. it. Let's see what the word says about it. And let's work on that struggle. Mm -hmm. Because there, God always creates a way of what? Escape. You know that scripture? <laughs> I do. That was one of those scriptures. <laughs> For temptation. Yes, Lord. Mm -hmm. But anyway, that that is the thing that, that we have to know. That God, the word of God, helps us through those places. And when you, um, everything that's happened in your life, the major things that have happened, I've been there, and I've always felt like mm -hmm. a part of the family. I didn't know your mom and dad mm -hmm. and grandmother, mm -hmm. and they know me. And, and so it's like God gave us 
a connection. What? How do you feel about that connection? It's crazy because at any part of my life when I got pregnant, when I had Carter, all of the times when I got married, even though I'm divorced now, but when I got married, <laughs> all of the times it's like you were there. Like, whether it was making sure my dress was okay. Yeah. Like, my mom was there too. But yeah, it's like, yeah. Making sure my dress was okay, making sure I was comfortable because I was afraid when I was about to have Carter mm-hmm. and you even came in and prayed with me before mm-hmm. I had him. And just all of the things, and even when he was sick, several times I might be on the phone with you mm-hmm. and I'd be like, I just start crying. Like, I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, this is too much. Um, but through all of those seasons, just having that person, like, it was an automatic. Like, yeah. okay, I know I can call Cassandra and I know she can pray with me through this and I know she can give me a word or a scripture to go through that's going to help me get through this yeah, situation. Yeah. And, and, you know, even with uh, when you were getting married, the day that you were getting married, do you remember coming back here that morning? I do. I do. I we just had to see that. each other that morning I so I could talk to you. It's so funny because my friend is actually drove in town and she rented a white vehicle uh-huh. to drive me and she drove me by here before I went to the That's church right. to actually get dressed and everything. Exactly. Yeah. And so For the last time is Eleanor Jackson. Right, right. <laughs> it's Eleanor Jackson and I, I just felt like I need to see you before mm-hmm. everything happens. So, and then let's talk about your life as a divorcee. Mm-hmm. How is that juggling all of that? You are a really uh, prominent Businesswoman, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I'm so proud of that. And um, you have a young son who has had issues with his heart, mm-hmm. and he's doing great. Mm-hmm. Praise mm-hmm. the Lord. And you have had to juggle that after after divorce. What is? How have you been able to do that? Because there's a lot of people right. that are dealing with that. Right. I feel like the foundation that was laid in my relationship with God helped me not to crumble mm-hmm. when that happened. Mm-hmm. When, the, when I first learned that my ex-husband wanted a divorce, of course, I was devastated. Yeah. But through that, I was like, okay, like I have this little life in front of me that I have to make sure, like with God, of course, I have to make sure this little life is, is taken care mm-hmm, of. Mm-hmm. So it's like I had to lean even harder on God. I'm like, okay, okay, God, you left me with this little person, so obviously you think I'm capable of doing this. So I'm going to do everything I need to do, take him to the doctor, do everything that I need to keep him alive, keep him healthy. Mm -hmm. I leaned on friends, I leaned on you, I leaned on different ones to just say, like when he had to come home on oxygen, he had to come home after. And you stayed over here with with him on oxygen. That's right. He was over here with oxygen. And I have a picture of him still like crawling around the floor trying (laughs) to chew the oxygen. So like, like, even those times, like just having that person to be there and be like, okay, are you okay? He's okay. Everything's going to be okay. And that you knew you had that place, right. a safe place. Right. So many women and, and, and young women and young men, they need a safe place. Mm-hmm. And that safe place can be with the older person mm-hmm. that has more wisdom, that has lived life and has had some, some uh, life experiences mm-hmm. and they may have coped with them and been able to make it. But the bottom line is, how would you describe, if you somebody were to ask you, how would you describe your relationship with God then, before we met, mm-hmm. and after we met? So my relationship with God before we met, I would say, like, I went to church. I grew up in church and all of the things, so I went, but I never had a relationship with mm-hmm. God. Like I would, You were I would, going through the motions. Right. I would be told, like, okay, read your Bible and do these things, and I might say an off prayer, like, Jesus, help me if mm-hmm. I was in a lot of trouble or yeah, something, but yeah. like, that was my prayer life. Yeah. Like, that was it. 
Um, so it's like I didn't know that reading the scripture, you get to know God and know His mm-hmm. character, mm-hmm. and you get to know that He is love, even though He is just and all these things, mm-hmm. and He corrects those that He loves. Right. So all of that I never knew before. But then after we met, it's like okay, I developed, and I didn't care anything about the way I talked, the way I cursed, the way I offended people, none of that. I was not confident. I walked with my shoulders down. You, did, I you, you said did. that when I came into the church, I walked like I was trying to shrink down. But now I can enter a room and I can walk straight standing up. I'm not ashamed of how tall I am. Yeah. I can be confident. I can know that I love God. And I have that relationship through prayer, through reading my scripture, through serving other people, through helping others, through telling my story to others who have maybe been through the same mm-hmm. and help them do mm-hmm. the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's like I can see myself like, Mentor and helping other people. Yes. Because and of you're doing it now. Right. You're doing it now. You're passing it on. Right. And and you know, I that that's funny that you brought up that about how you were walking because the thing about it, Santi Village, is that I watched Eleanor. She don't know she didn't know I was watching after Saturday, you know, when she would come into the church and, and I would notice I felt like she wasn't confident in her height. And there's a lot of uh, children of young girls that are really tall. And or young men that feel awkward with their height. Mm-hmm. And I wanted her to, I told her, I said, you walk into a room, God made you like a mountain. Mm-hmm. You are a beautiful mountain that God created. And when you walk into the room, you hold your shoulders back and you walk in proudly mm-hmm. because God created you that way. And so for those of you who struggle with that, you know, your height, your weight, whatever, be okay with who God created you to be. That's the whole thing that I wanted you to get. It's, it's okay. I remember, I, now you're taller than I am, but when I was coming along, my height was tall. And I used to wear flat shoes because I didn't mm-hmm. want the boys to be uh, shorter yeah. than I was. So, so I, I kind of had a little struggle with that. But as I aged, I became, I became really happy with my mm-hmm. height. And that's what we have to know. We have to be okay and content with how God made us and not shrink back for anybody Mm -hmm. and not let anybody take that sparkle out of our eyes, you know, that God has put Mm -hmm. there in our dreams, whatever it is. Don't let anybody diminish you or you don't, and and don't you diminish yourself. Right. Don't you dare diminish yourself because you were created wonderfully and fearfully by God. And I always think of that scripture, like, you, you've been uh, wonderfully and fearfully made. It's like, how dare I um, say something negative about what God has made? Yeah, like, he's yeah. made me this beautiful creature, the, the temple of the Holy Spirit, where he dwells and all of these things. So how dare me criticize myself? Amen. That's a good point. And you have been through a lot with Carter. Let's talk about Carter for a minute. Mm-hmm. What has Carter brought to your life? Carter is her son. How old is Carter now? Six-year-old kindergartner going to the first grade. Now, yay, we made it through one yay. year of school. Um, he has brought a lot of grounding for me. Like, mm-hmm. it's so funny because a friend who knew me before uh, made a comment, uh, before, like, I was saved and all those uh-huh. things, when she came by my house one time and I had Carter there as a little baby, she's like, I can't believe this. You sitting in the house with a baby <laughs> and content sitting in the house with and a baby. And content. Because I used to be clubbed from Sunday to the next Sunday, <laughs> yeah. every single night. I don't know how I had the energy just out partying and having a good time. But it's like, he has been that like focus for me to like, okay, you have to do well in your career. You have to get in a good neighborhood, a good space where he goes to a good school. Like, my focus has been solely on him. Like, I have to do well in order for him to have opportunities that yeah. he needs to have. So, and he's just been a grounding force for me. Yes. And I tell you, you're a great mama. 
I have watched you. I remember when you and Carter were over here and he was on oxygen. And I would tell my husband, I said, that is the best mom because she's just round and Carter maneuvering around here with that oxygen oh tank God. and all that. And Elle just, oh my goodness, you were up attentive to him. He has been really a, like you say, an anchor. Mm -hmm. But the thing is that God had to prepare you for him mm -hmm. because you're before life, you wouldn't have been prepared right. for him. But God, his timing mm -hmm. is impeccable. Mm -hmm. And in his timing, he, he put all those pieces together because he knew you were ready. Mm -hmm. And he had to prepare you for that. And that's what a lot of us don't realize is that it's in his timing right. that these things happen. Right. And we, ha we can't rush his timing. Mm -hmm. We have to know that here comes Carter. And if he had had a baby in the before, it's no telling what well, would have yeah, happened. Yeah. And then let's talk about the club life. You were clubbing, like you said, every day. Every day. And there are still young people that do that. Mm -hmm. How did you feel? Did, did the club fulfill you? Did that life fulfill you? How did you feel after dealing with clubbing and, mm -hmm. and, and the, the worldly life? Right, right. So then I was like, okay, this is fun. This is great. This is awesome. Like, I'm living my best life. Mm -hmm. Like, YOLO, live your, you, know, you only live once. Right. Um, but it's like, I would go out, I would come in and I'm still left with myself and I still felt a void. Like, what am I missing? And I didn't realize at the time that it was God that mm -hmm. I was missing in this void. Like I could go and party, 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 drink, 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 all these things. But then when I found God, it's like, I no longer had a taste for those things. I no longer had a desire for those things. Um, I still like to dance and things yeah, like that, but yeah. partying, clubbing, like just drink, getting drunk, things like that. Like that's no longer a part of my appetite, I guess. Your appetite changes. Right. And that's the thing that, too, that God don't realize. You didn't change. You're still Eleanor. Mm -hmm. But your appetite changes. Mm -hmm. Your appetite for certain things change. Mm -hmm. Just like when you go to a buffet and you say, mm, I don't like that right. anymore. I right. want this. Right. But your God changes your appetite. He changes your thinking. He changes your mind. And when the mind is changed, other things change. Mm -hmm. And so your appetite, I love that word that you mm -hmm. use, appetite. Your appetite changed for that. And when your appetite changed, you had an appetite for the things of God. Right. And I can tell you, just from watching you grow, I have never seen a young lady so in love with him, mm -hmm. so enthused by him, so passionate about God, fasting, praying. And, and, and you would ask me to pray sometimes if you could feel his presence. Mm -hmm. What does... When I say feel his presence, help somebody to understand that. What, am, what, what, what is that? So, like, if we were praying sometimes together and we would lay hands and we would use the anointing oil or, or whatever and we would be praying for God. And it's like, at first, it's, it's kind of like the Bible says you feel a fire, like, shut up in your bones, like, yeah, it's trying to yeah, come out. Yeah, so, yeah. it's like, I would feel this fire. I'm like, okay, why am I feeling so warm? Is it hot? Yeah, yeah. But it was like an overwhelming peace. Because I even remember one time being in my um, apartment, sitting in the floor, and just feeling like every, like life had just overwhelmed me so much. And I'm like, God, if I don't feel your presence right now, like there's nothing to live for. Yes. And I could feel a touch from God. And I'm like, okay, what in the world was that? Yeah, so just yeah. feeling him come over me and then just the peace that came after that. Yes. I was, it's just amazing. It's, it's no peace like the peace that passes all understanding. It's no yes. peace that you could ever get from anything else anything in this world. Else. It only comes from him. And, and that's the thing, too, is, is that a lot of people don't realize that there is, you do feel something. Mm -hmm. And, they, the, uh, you know, the, the spirit of God that indwells us, we do feel the power of God, mm -hmm. the presence of God. And it can be like 
overwhelmingly mm-hmm. heavy mm-hmm. sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, and and I remember when we would pray sometimes, and I see you would, I could see it, and you would be, you know, mm-hmm. you could feel him, mm-hmm. and you knew, and and you God is so real. What what would you say to those young people like you that are searching, that are in that place mm-hmm. where you were? What would you say to them if you were sitting down with one of them right now? What would you say? There's nothing, absolutely nothing in this world, no amount of food, no amount of sex, no amount of clubbing, no amount of partying, no amount of alcohol, drugs, anything that can fill you like God, like the love of God. All of those things that you continue to put in, like God made this hole within us to be filled by him. So it's like no matter what you put in from a physical world, you're not going to feel satisfied until you have God. You may still have good and bad days, but they're not going to be anything compared to what they would be before you're saved and you have a relationship with God. And and that is so true. And I feel that, Ed, because the thing is that when you have him, the thing, the difference is you can make it through those mm-hmm. things. Before, when you didn't have him, you would just crumble. Mm-hmm. Crumble was the word mm-hmm. you used. Mm-hmm. And I, that's a good word because uh, I, when, you, when something crumbles, it just goes to pieces. And it's and difficult to even try to put yeah, it. Yeah, right. It's done. It's all these million right. pieces. So with, with him, life is worth living. Mm-hmm. And you can live it because of him. It's not to say that you won't have trouble because we all we all have troubles. Mm-hmm. But we can make it through the troubles because now you know. Mm-hmm. You can pray to him for yourself. Right. You can fast when you've been taught how to fast. Mm-hmm. You can pray, and you have a connection with him. You have a relationship, and that's what's important, relationship, not religion. You know, like you said, going to church every Sunday and going through the motions, that's what you were doing, and you were still, you were crumbling. Mm -hmm. But you knew that you needed more. You you knew that you needed him. And you even uh, told me that you, when you came to me, when you said, Will you be my Naomi? Did you understand what you were asking? Did so, you? What was you? What, what, so what, were, what, know, what did this look like? I don't I even mean, know what the expectation was. I just knew that you had a light coming from you that was like, okay, she loves God. He must love her because she is just demon. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm hearing this message like, okay, I'm feeling like this boy that yeah. I was talking about earlier. Yeah. And I'm like, if I can get any of that from a relationship with her, I need to do that. And it's so strange because back then I was so insecure. Things. I would have yeah, never approached I'm, someone. I'm shocked because I know I'm insecure. I would have never approached someone. So that had that was to be God. the Holy Spirit That's right the Holy there Spirit prompting me to come up there. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. It what was. did I just ask for? It was. Yeah. And I remember, and this was funny. I was teaching, I think, a, a, some kind of class doing something. And, you know, I had, I get kind of passionate and a little loud. And, <laughs> and you said I scared you. I'm like, why are you so loud? Why are you yelling <laughs> You know this big old voice, I get some kind of passionate. But then when you got to know me, you understood that that, that fire that I have. And you understood as we, we read The Purpose Driven Life. And I, I that's one book that I would recommend for anybody that's mentoring, that you could go through that book with your mentee because I've read it. I've gone through it with you. I've read it for myself. And I've read it, I think, with a group of women. But that book, opened my eyes.
eyes to a lot of things. It opened my eyes to being okay with your show. Mm -hmm. Not in being okay with when you're in the church, you know how they ask you to do a million things. You always want to say, yes, yes, yes. Uh, the, uh, and, and they'll throw the scripture at you. They'll say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. And, and I got so bold one time. I said, I know I can do all. Before they said it, I said, I know I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. But no, I won't be able to do this. <laughs> so it was okay to say no. Because sometimes you are the reason you're burnt out. Mm -hmm. It's not the church burning you out. You're just taking on you're everything. You're taking on everything, yeah. all these bricks on your wagon, and you're doing too much. Mm -hmm. And you have to find your spot, your sweet spot, mm -hmm. that God has called, called you to be in and go from there. Because And, and it don't mean don't try things. Mm -hmm. You can try different things, and if that's not the spot, be okay with saying, you don't have okay, to you don't have to stay in there forever. You don't have to, listen, let me look at y'all straight. <laughs> you don't have to be an usher till you die. <laughs> you don't have to be in a in an auxiliary till you die. Uh, over an auxiliary mm -hmm. till you die. You can try different things. I, I like to say that I'm multifaceted. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people try to put me in a box. I'm a preacher, yes. I'm a teacher, yes. But I'm so many other things. Right. I'm a woman. I'm a friend. I'm a mm -hmm. daughter. I'm a sister. I am uh, a person that likes to listen to jazz. Mm -hmm. right. and, and, and I thought when you laughed for the first time, I was like, you laugh? Like, you have a sense of humor? You did say that! I thought you were so serious. <laughs> like, oh, you had fun? <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. People think that Christianity is boring mm -hmm. and solemn. You see me on Sunday morning up in the pulpit, and, and I'm ready to worship, mm -hmm. and I'm looking solemn. Mm -hmm. But, you, you didn't realize that there was a part of Christianity that was fun and exciting and right. I could dance and I could I could laugh and we could I, I, I even had jokes and mm -hmm. I mean I could listen to jazz mm -hmm. and you know a lot of times that's the picture that we a lot of people have of Christianity mm -hmm. is that solemn dry boring life but and it's it, so freeing though to not have to have anything in my body to be able to just dance like I want to dance I don't care if it looks good to anybody else. I just dance and have a good time. I ain't drinking. Girl, I ain't doing anything. You've you been around me too long. Because right. <laughs> I be out on that patio and I be dancing. The little kids be out in the yard and they be looking like, what is she doing? <laughs> but honey, I be listening to me some Aretha. Mm -hmm. And I be cutting up after I done got my walk in and got uh -huh. my walk and I'm just getting it on. And, you know, but life with Jesus sweeter. Mm -hmm. It's always sweeter than anything. Even in the world, you thought it was sweet, mm -hmm. but it was sour mm -hmm. because it left you in crumbling. You, it left you in shattered pieces. Mm -hmm. And you know what? And I say to people right now, and you remember with your tattoos. Let's talk about your tattoos because mm -hmm. you can see Ella has some beautiful little tattoos on her. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I remember one time you asked me, about getting rid of your tattoos. Mm -hmm. And what did I say? You, were like, you, well, a, you said something about it's a part of my journey and where I was and where I have come from. Because I feel I, I know I used to get them so often and it was almost like I wanted to feel Do something. you feel like that's an addiction sometimes with people? Or you want to, why did you get tattoos? I feel what? like I was feeling such a void. And such, whenever I'm in a place where I'm feeling hurt or something I don't know how to deal with and I can't, I, like I couldn't find God in those moments. I have to feel something. So it was just like I wanted to feel something. So that would just take my mind off of whatever emotional pain I might mm -hmm. have been feeling. 
attraction almost. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and and, and the thing I, I wanted you to understand about them is that it's not the tattoos. Mm -hmm. It's your heart. Mm -hmm. I don't care if you tied it up from your toe to your, your over your eyeball. <laughs> God wants your heart. Mm -hmm. And he wants you just the way you are. Mm -hmm. So to all of you out there, I want to thank you for coming in to the Village of Sun Tea today. I want to thank you for coming in with me and Eleanor. This is my Ruth, <laughs> and I'm her Naomi. And you know, I want to say this. Uh, my husband says this all the time. That girl loves her community. <laughs> because, you know, if I, I, I know this for a fact. If when Blake had his heart attack, you were there on the spot. You were coming, trying to bring me this, bring me that. But if I needed you, I know without a shadow of a doubt that you'd be there. If you need me, you know without a shadow of a doubt I'll be there. But we also know that we both have our space. Mm -hmm. And that even if we don't talk every day, that if when we do talk, it's you like pick a, we, right, we pick up where we yeah. left off and we're okay with that. Yeah. So people have to have the room to grow mm -hmm. and you can't be in their face 24-7 because once God is in them, you don't have to worry about that. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit is going to people mm -hmm. and take care of them, but you're always there for that person that if they need. Because, you know, the thing about God is he uses people. He uses us mm -hmm. for his hands and his feet. And sometimes it's just good to have some hands around you to hug you. Right. It's just good to have a voice talking to you. Right. And so even though we have God, we still need each other. Mm -hmm. And you mind for life. And we had a Bible. You bought me a Bible. Yeah. And I, and, and, and you had our, our yeah. yeah. And our Bible was, uh, you had something written on our Bible. Do you remember what that was? Uh, unconditional. Endless. For, endless forever. Endless forever. Yeah. Unconditional, endless forever. And unlimited, endless unlimited, forever. endless forever. And why did you have that written on there? We, I think we read that somewhere in Purpose Driven Life, uh -huh. and that felt like what our relationship would be, unlimited, endless, forever. No matter where we went, separate ways, things like that, we would always come back together. Come back together. Yeah. I love that. Yes. And I love you. Love you, too. <laughs> so I want to thank you guys for coming into the Village of Some Tea, and I want to thank Eleanor uh, Jackson Sewing for <laughs> being my special guest today, and I hope that this helps someone out there. I want to say to you as we get up from the table today that you are special, you are loved, and you matter here in this village. This is Sum Tea. I'm signing.